0: This is the G-Podcast with your host, Tommy B.
1: Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the G-Podcast. And we are, what, 16 days, 17 hours as we tape the podcast until um, Inauguration Day. And um, I'm going to tell (laughs) y'all that I am impatient as hell. But I'm I'm not going to get into it yet and and tell you why. But first, I got to just say, Happy New Year to, I see Vi on camera. Hey Vi, how you doing, man? Doing great, brother. Tanya B is in the building. Tanya B, happy new year.
2: Happy 2021. 21 is the number, I'm telling you. There's something about the number 21.
1: Okay, okay. I'm going to say this, before I really get into the show, I want to play something. And I I typically um, don't jump into this this soon, but, but today's been an interesting day as we tape the podcast. You know, we tape every Sunday. And, um, this week, uh, Orange Julius, um, Cheeto Jesus, whatever you want to call him, is doing something interesting today. Um, and I want to play it. I'm only going to play four minutes because he called Brad Raffensberger, who is mm-hmm. the uh, secretary of state, and Brian Germany, who is uh, actually the uh, general counsel for the secretary of state's office. And this thing, th- the call was like an hour long. It hit the news, and it's all over the news right now as we as we tape the show. So um, I'm going to play four minutes, just about four minutes of it, okay? And if it gets too sickening, you know, raise your hands. But, <laughs> but I, but I got to do it. And this is a, a story that broke with the Washington Post, NBC News. So I'm going to jump into this, and we'll come back and talk about it on the other side. Here we go. We
3: have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's there's nothing wrong with with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having the having a correct the people of Georgia are angry, and these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated.
1: Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have. Is the data you have is wrong? Now, do you
0: think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh,
1: Fulton County?
0: Because that's what the rumor (laughs) is, and
3: (laughs) also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, That Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's
1: illegal. This is Ryan Giordani.
3: No, Dominion has not um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having. Oh, but no, but but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. You sure, Brian? I'm sure. You should want to have an accurate election, and you're a Republican.
1: We believe, but we do have an accurate election. Okay. We've all raised his hand. <laughs> okay. They, the music. I added the music. Because let me tell you, that is some Godfatherish, some some goodfellas, some Scorsese. I just call him Orange Corleone because... Yeah, huh? <laughs> Bye. I help me out, man? I mean, you know, you just got to laugh at. You 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 really do. I mean, honestly, I know a lot of people have anxiety attacks because of what's going on this week in Georgia. Um and I'll get into some stuff after, as we get into the news talk about the polling and, and things like that. Um and you know
4: okay. What's that? That com- that conversation alone <laughs> to let you know he's
1: wrong. Yeah.
4: Yeah. He's telling this guy to lie. Yes. It's okay to say you recalculate
1: And and my point is, Tanya B, you there I I know I know you're you're moving around, Tanya B, but I I gotta say, you no, know I don't know
2: there's one word for this.
1: What you got to say? Bull-
2: he's just a bully. Yeah. And he's trying to bully these people into breaking the law and then you know he will throw them under the bus mm-hmm. and he's not going for it.
1: You know, it's it's amazing to me, and, and I live in District 10, Georgia. OK, I gave you all too much info. Don't come looking for me. But um, my my point is, the, the guy, Jody Heiss, is our congressional representative. He's leading this whole, we going to overturn the vote on January 6th. Uh, he's one of the leaders. And it's it's just amazing to me that, and, and and of course, the only thing that he has going on his side basically is that the congressional district is about 70 percent white, you know, so so he can play that kind of game and, and get into these little theatrics because all that was was theatrics. And I'm glad. Uh, hopefully, I, I think probably Raffensperger probably gave the tape to The Washington Post at NBC News and just said, look, look at this shit. Look what I got to deal with, you yeah, know, choice. Brian. Talk, Dr- did uh, yeah. did
4: Trump tweet? That uh, Rafa talk- didn't answer the question, didn't know what he was doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's amazing to me um, that, you know, we stooped to this level. And and I just want to say this up front to everybody who listens to the podcast. Um, there's no way in hell that dude is going to be inaugurated on January 20th. It's a done deal, okay? But, you know, again, I go back to my point that all this is basically being done, you know, so he can have his whatever afterlife with this, whatever, whatever thing he plans on doing. If it's a network or whatever, I think this is all just fodder that he's throwing in for people who are uh, fundraising. Um, it's just theatrics for video, uh, whatever they're trying to put together. Uh, you know, he, he's he's the master of using video um, you know, in and, and this this drama to drum up support. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But um, welcome to the G podcast, y'all. Just another week, just another week. <laughs> and we in Georgia. So we got to watch every other minute um, a political ad that comes up. And um, I'm, I'm just you know, I'll just be glad when the political ads are done. And I'll be glad when I can go to my mailbox and and, and a damn sea of direct mail pieces, don't fall out into the street. That that's what I'll be happy about. So when when this is all done, uh, I'll be happy. So each week we do news, politics, pop culture. That piping hot tea um, from Tanya B, which I know we're going to get into that a little bit later on. Uh, we're on Amazon Music, so you can use your Echo Smart Device. And you know, it's the beginning of the year, so now you can go ahead and 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 drum it up, get ready, and all you have to do is say, "Alexa, play This Is the G Podcast." You have to say the whole thing. This is the G Podcast. And, uh, and now you can also check us out. We've got a YouTube channel. So if, if you want to check the uh, audio out on YouTube, uh, the link is on our uh, social media. You, uh, the link for uh, YouTube is there as well. So got to say hello to the illustrious host who I've already kind of recognized. But if you're new to the podcast, let me make sure I do this right. Our digital entertainment guru serving that piping hot tea. The one and only y'all give it up for Tanya B. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we call him the country commentator, the pride of Forsyth, Georgia. (laughs) Where you Southwest, right? From us, man? Don't
4: laugh. I am middle
1: Georgia. Yeah, he's like in the middle, but the middle West. So y'all give it up for Vine is in the building, (laughs) y'all. David Banner. David Banner. Y'all have to see him on camera, too. He does look like David Banner. And Syracuse Mike is on vacation this week, but we've got somebody to fill in for him. Um, he, here's my thing, and, and we'll get into news in just a minute. Vi Also, Vi, uh, at the end of the podcast, um, we're going to talk about a sports piece that came up. And uh, what's the guy, the Washington uh, the Washington football team uh, quarterback? Yeah, that, you know the quarterback, yeah. The guy cut. Yeah. Uh, We got a couple of um, we got some feedback uh, and I want to play the calls that came in uh, regarding that whole. Well, I I don't know if it's a controversy or not with Booger McFarlane, Booger Mac. Um, It is (laughs) controversy. It is controversy of what he said. So uh, so definitely uh, we're going to do that later on in the show. But just want to let you all know. And you could call us on the feedback line, 413 556 uh, nine five four six at any time and, and leave your feedback. I appreciate the folks who called us over the holidays. And, uh, you know, let's do this. We're going to get into, because I know we couldn't stand the whole four minutes of Trump. So let's go ahead and, uh, and get into this week's news. All right. Here we go. <laughs>
0: for the week in news with Syracuse Mike.
5: Big Brothers,
2: Big Sisters of America and the state of California have significant similarities. Both the tapping people of color for high-ranking positions we have never held before with either of them. Artist Stevens is the new black CEO for Big Brothers, Big Sisters and if confirmed, Assemblywoman Shirley Weber will become California's first black secretary of state.
0: The COVID-19 pandemic is taking its toll on America and that includes the drug problem. New data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reveal that over 85,000 drug overdose deaths occurred in the U.S. That's the highest number ever recorded by the CDC. Five days after being wrongfully detained by a maskless police officer, a black Virginia man has tested positive for COVID-19. 19 President-elect Joe Biden has picked Kathleen Hicks, a former Pentagon official, under President Obama to serve as Deputy Secretary of Defense. Anjanette Young, the black social worker in Chicago who was handcuffed naked in a botched raid, was scheduled to meet with Mayor Lori Lightfoot to discuss transparency, accountability, and social justice. The mayor has publicly apologized to Young over the Chicago Police Department's actions, but the mayor faced scrutiny over the revelation that she had prior knowledge knowledge of the raid after she initially stated she was unaware that it took place.
2: Following days of hesitation, President Donald Trump finally signed off on the COVID relief and government funding bill on Sunday, but not in enough time to prevent a lapse in the unemployment benefits for millions of Americans.
0: A statue depicting a freed slave kneeling at the feet of President Abraham Lincoln has been removed in Boston's Park Square. State health officials in Colorado announced the first known case of a new variant of COVID-19 at a nursing home in Simla, Colorado. A federal judge in Georgia ordered two counties to reverse a decision, removing more than 4,000 voters from the rolls ahead of the January 5th runoff election that will decide control of the U.S. Senate.
1: Hey, just a couple of things, y'all. I want to say thanks to um, Alexander Caden and uh, in Brooklyn for uh, providing news this week. Uh, again, Syracuse, Mike is on vacation. But uh, just a couple of things, y'all. Uh, everybody's looking at Georgia right now. Georgia is, you know, Georgia on my mind is national. Um, and everybody wants to know what Georgia will do. Uh, election night is Tuesday uh, here in the state uh, where we are. You know, I'm near Atlanta, uh, just south of Atlanta. Uh, Tanya B is in the heart of the ATL and uh and via your you're more southwest um but uh, just you know about within an hour of of Atlanta um i voted and i know uh, i went on to my voter page the link and confirmed that the uh that my my absentee ballot was approved and everything is is good uh, if you guys aren't sure how to do that i'll have uh, a link to my voter page if you want to check before the election if you're in georgia and, and, and the interesting thing right now is we're talking about 3 million people voted in the runoff. And and I just got to give it up. That's just, damn, it was a record runoff. Um, over 112,000 Georgians who did not vote in the general election have already voted in the runoff. And wow. 22% are under the age of 25, 22%. And, the and that, young
2: people yep. decide this election.
1: I hope so. And and that's 12 percent of registered voters in the state. So so got to give my hand. Hats off. To my folks, 25 under the age of 25 for coming out. A lot of first time voters as well. And there is a poll out. I know a lot of folks after, um, you know, these last few elections aren't really putting much stock in polls. But I will say uh, the Atlantis. Intel poll uh, came out for the month of December and Osloff is up 51.1% to produce 47%. That's according to this one poll and um, with the Warnock-Loeffler race, it looks like Warnock's up 51.1% and Leffler's up 46.9%. Just to talk about their pacing, Loeffler is up like four point two percent, and Oslof is up, so they're they're going up. Uh, Purdue is is pacing down. Warnock uh, is pacing slightly down to Loeffler. So, well, you know, I don't I don't put much much stock. Haven't put much stock in these polls, but it looks like uh, it's going to be an interesting night. What what do y'all think, uh, Tanya B? What what are, you, what are your thoughts on 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 that?
2: I think it's definitely going to be close. And watching some of you know, the news shows this morning and particularly meet the press. uh, One of the, you know, those people, I guess I call them the prognosticators because they have as much, you know, I guess, you know, validity to me as somebody who does the weather. But I said it's looking like the Democrats are in place to, you know, to sweep this. I won't say sweep, but I say to, to uh, secure those seats, but it's going to be very close. So don't be surprised if we see the runoff of the
1: runoff of the runoff. Ain't going to be none no, of the runoff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's going to
1: be close. It's going to be things.
4: close. It will. It,
2: yeah,
4: it, it will be close. It will be close, though.
2: So. And it will be in court. Oh,
4: again. <laughs> again. It will be in court. It's going to be close. Because I I am proud of our people because I really didn't think we were going to come out and vote this time. Well, I got to give the, up. I, good time. Good time. time. The president. Oh, hey.
1: What's that again, Bob? I'm sorry. I am
4: glad to be wrong. wrong?
1: Yeah. Well, good, good, good. Um, and, and the other thing is, number two, what will Cheeto Jesus kooks do? Uh, the folks who are making all this noise about, um, you know, we have the, the vote in Georgia on January 5th. Then on January 5th of January 6th, we had the electoral count, which Congress is involved in. And, um, you know, it's a joint session overseen by uh, Vice President Pence. And uh, according to this, there will be objections, um, but of course, not okay. enough to overturn the election. So, you know, let them object all they want, but uh, you know, they don't—they don't legitimately have the votes. And you know, Pence has already said, like, "Leave me out of this shit. I won't have anything to do with it." I mean, he—he told—he yeah, he, he told. <laughs> he told
4: so, so I'm just a glorified envelope opener.
1: Yep. <laughs> that's it. And,
2: with a flying my head, with a fly in my head,
1: yes. <laughs> and the judge has already. Uh, thrown out the GOP's attempt to use Pence to overrule. Oh, Pence
4: Pence asked him to throw it out. He said, he throw throw that
1: out. Yeah, yeah, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Um, And of course, as you heard, you know, uh, you know, Cheeto Jesus is out there keeping his attacks going against lawmakers um, who won't do his bidding. And uh, again, I mean, I I still say that this is about fundraising, and just you know setting up trump for the next steps you know for p- publicity and fundraising so i would i would you know don't don't be all anxious you know it's it's uh, i do think that the call we played there, there there's some illegal stuff going on um in terms of some of the things i haven't heard the one hour the full hour but i will say that uh you know i i, I hope the biden team doesn't forgive what he's doing i just really hope that they hold him accountable for these things no, for not. the what's that
4: no, he's not Because Biden more concerned about the country. He'll just get in Trump.
1: So you don't think, <laughs> I mean, I, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I think he should be concerned, but on the other hand, if they don't do something um, to hold these people accountable, now they're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep pushing him the same way they pushed Obama, um, you know, yelling in, in the uh, state of the union, uh, it's just gonna be ugly. It's gonna just gonna be an ugly first few years. And and if he doesn't make up some examples out of some of these folks, I don't think they're gonna stop. I mean, I think it's gonna get worse. And, and I don't the Congress gonna they treat Biden. Say, like hey, they hang on. It. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Vi. Then I'll get to. I don't think me. the Congress
4: gonna treat Biden like they did Obama because Biden's white. Both of them like Biden. They just they they like Biden. They just don't. They just want Trump to win, but they like Biden. They He's can't white. say. Okay, they
1: like a bottle because it was black. That's what it was. Wanna to go to you, Tanya
2: B. Go ahead. So That's true. The pigmentation situation, you have to you know you can never uh discount that. And my other, you know, um, outlook is these folks, like I said, they don't care. They're gonna keep pulling the straws and they're really grasping now because now they've crossed that line where you know to get about unethical unethical and it not being credible now has become illegal and they still don't care. Because yeah, okay. I believe really, in their minds, they believe they are right and that there will be no repercussions. So even if you just take one or two people, make an example out of somebody. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's always going to be like this for the next eight years.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they, think, they think about their political career, like Ted Cruz. Not kid, Ted Cruz, all of a sudden, he's a Trump fan now.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on, moving on. Yeah. Uh, over 20 million COVID cases, uh, almost 348,000 deaths, um, you know. And, Remember that? And, yeah, go that's ahead. That's false.
4: Trump said that's false now. That's over exaggerating.
1: That's the problem. You know, that. that's the problem. And 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 y'all know I'm not going to, you know, be the dead horse, but but that's the problem. They're, the denial, um, you know, even Fauci had to come out and say, look, the numbers don't lie. You know, the deaths, these are real people. So, you know, it's just, you know, I, we we have to hold this guy accountable. That's all I have to say. I I, I just don't I, I don't think we need to look the other way, turn the other cheek or however they say it. You know, they got to hold him accountable. Uh, the other thing is, um, you know, more of the police shooting uh, madness going on. Uh, we've got the first Minneapolis police shooting since George Floyd, 23 uh, year old. And I hope I say his name right. Dolo uh Id. Um, he was in a car. They said he uh, basically was pulling away, running from the police after they told him to stop. And the body cam says it all. But um, I think there's some dispute whether or not he he fired the first shot. That's what the police right. are saying. The police are basically saying that he fired at them first and they returned fire. So, you know, they're still reviewing uh, the body cam. The family, you know, disputes that uh, this other thing in Columbus, Ohio, which Columbus is off. The, what the hell's going this is like the second black police shoot uh, shooting of an unarmed black man in uh, in Columbus. What the hell's going on in Columbus, Ohio? I mean, Andre Hill. Ohio. Go ahead,
2: Ohio. Period. Ohio, period. Think about it. It, it seems to be widespread. Yeah. Like like said, Columbus, yes, but it's widespread across Ohio.
1: Yeah. Well, you had um, this guy says he well basically the family of Andre Hill is saying he was just dropping off Christmas money, and but the the real disturbing thing about this is they left him dying and didn't administer aid while he was handcuffed, which is 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 amazing. And it's all on video again, you know, an unarmed, uh, he only had a cell phone, uh, black man handcuffed. They left him on the pavement, just dying until he died. Uh if, um, if
2: Brianna Taylor died, had she gotten medical attention within, I think they said 20 or 25 minutes of being shot, she could have lived. Yeah. You know, and one more thing, you know, while you're talking about these shootings, this is um, the anniversary week of the young man in the Bay Area at Fruit Bell Station that got murdered.
1: Wow. Wow. Man. And also Tamir Rice, it's amazing. Uh, you know, twelve year old Tamir Rice was uh was gunned down uh in twenty fourteen by an officer on video where he just pulled up um he was playing with a toy gun in a park. Right. And and they they've already the Justice Dep- Justice Department has has basically come out and said there will be no charges. No, the police will not be charged in that situation. And, um you know, Louisville uh, is is a lot of stuff's coming out. Uh, Daniel Cameron, his ass is in the fire. And uh, I just hope they keep pushing the fact uh th- th- you know, that, uh, you know, he lied about uh, everything that went on with the grand jury and everything behind the scenes. Grand jury knew nothing about a lot of the things he did out front. So I think a lot of that's going to come out under um, a new, um, you know, new DA, under under a new administration. Uh, I think his cover is going to be blown. So it's going to be interesting. And last thing, last but not least, I don't know if y'all read the story about Pelosi and McConnell. And their homes being vans vandalized. Oh yeah, I
2: did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy had better appliances.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she did what now? <laughs> Nancy had better appliances than Mitch McConnell. What? Nancy had a what twenty four thousand dollar fridge?
4: Is two refrigerators combined to be twenty four thousand dollars? Damn.
2: Those are the commercial grade or those that you see in the homes of the stars and the, those people on top shift and whatnot. And I just say she probably has.
4: Uh, Hell, she's worth millions. Okay. And that's Therein lies that. the problem.
2: You show me the receipt where she paid full price for anything in that house. Mitch McConnell either, but no. Hey, she's worth Nancy millions. Has, <laughs> right, she has a cook's kitchen. So leave Nancy alone.
1: Let me say this, y'all. Gonna...
2: Well,
4: I mean, yeah.
1: let me ask y'all. Let me ask y'all. What do you think? I mean, Leffler is the highest paid Congressperson. Period. I mean, she's worth her. Uh, I think somebody said five hundred. Some folks are saying eight hundred million. Um, her combined wealth uh, with her with her husband. Okay. Um, I I just really don't see how someone who makes that much money can have empathy for their constituents when, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, it, they, don't they don't understand. They have no understanding. And I think the further way they get from their constituents on that level, um, I think that's where we're having a lot of the problems. I'm a, I'm a big fan of term limits. I just don't think you should keep, I, I don't think, I mean, when you look at Mitch McConnell, who's been in office, what, 36 Two years? years. Too long. And 36 years in Kentucky, and you're looking at 10 of the counties in Kentucky are among the poorest in the U.S. But and he's been in the... People voted it for happened. him. But they voted for Mitch. Yeah. It's just amazing.
2: They voted for Mitch. So I ain't got no sympathy for them. They voted for Mitch. <laughs> <Okay>. That's <laughs> like saying, if you go to a club and you get COVID, you know, I don't... People don't come to me because I'm not trying to send to anybody. But if you go to a club and get COVID, you deserve what you get. So those people that have one tooth living in the trailer park with their mother, sister, brother, cousin, auntie, keep voting for him. And they they, they uh, will settle for living in squalor. And you know what? As a young man says, sit in your mess. I have no sympathy.
4: Mm. I mean, it's. I don't, they, yeah, go ahead. They me we, don't need, we don't need the money. I don't know how to keep saying we don't need the money. Yeah. Well,
1: you know what you're gonna, gonna say. say
4: businesses. What do you mean, say the businesses?
1: Okay. Yeah.
4: You know but what go you're gonna to the say. do no businesses. Yeah. If they, if the business ain't work, if the, if the business is not working, that I mean, we ain't working. Yeah. Because <laughs> the business ain't working, so we need money too. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what, man, and and you know what we're gonna see for the next four years. All of a sudden, the Republicans are gonna turn into, you know, conservative and uh, their true conservative selves, and 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 start talking about, you know. Uh, deficit spending. They're going to be deficit hawks all of a sudden, so it's unfortunate. Uh, but when Trump was in office, uh, the first thing they did was what pass a trillion-dollar tax break for, for their buddies. The so, for the rich. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, it, it's just going to be real interesting. I, I really, you know, I, I do want to give it up one more time for my folks in Georgia. <laughs> Because I, I swear, if if they don't have Georgia, um, you know, if we don't get those, you know, if, if Biden doesn't get those two seats, it, it's just going to be crazy. It's going to be bad. It's going to be it's going to be really. Um, how can you say it? I don't think it's going to be as bad as Obama, but uh, it's it, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge to get anything done. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Hey y'all, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Tanya B, you got that tea ready? You going you gonna you gonna come back and do some tea? Uh, can't you hear the cow whistling? <laughs> Mama is ready. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's uh, let's do something real quick. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back right after this. We'll be right back. The
0: Harold Michael Harvey Collection is a collection of books about civil rights in America told through the eyes of people who envisioned it and fought for it in the days when Hope Unborn had died. Black History Month is coming in February. And now is the time to step up your reading game with books that go inside the issues. As the Negro National Anthem puts it, that with a steady beat has brought our weary feet to the place from which our fathers sighed. The Harold Michael Harvey Book Collection will prepare you for a meaningful discussion of black history with an eye toward an uplifting black future. The collection includes Justice in the Round, Freaknik Lawyer, the Duke of 18th and Vine, and My C.T. Vivian Story. Books are available at haroldmichaelharvey.com Now then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea <laughs>
1: with Tanya B. Damn Tanya B, did we already do tea? It just... You had jokes today. No, everything we just did sounded like, damn, I mean, from the top with, with Orange Corleone, and, and all, the, all the drama in Congress. I mean, it's, it may as well have been the tea. But you you got tea. You got real tea. Give us some tea, Tony okay, yeah. Help My us out.
2: What I have real entertainment. And- but first, let must start off on a solid note. And we're going to start off with uh, the prayer list, of course. And, and I'm just going to mention these folks real quickly. And unless you've had your head in the sand, uh, you would not know that um, legendary educator Joe Clark, the subject of the film Lean On Me, passed away. Um, also, uh Adolfo Shabadu Quinones, who uh, at the age of 65, I believe he actually had a uh, Corona. He had the symptoms Said he was tested negatively the next day he was gone. But uh, for those of you who didn't know, he was a legendary actor, dancer, choreographer, uh, gave the world pop locking, was part of the, uh, the groundbreaking dance group, The Lockers. And he was also Leela Rashawn's first husband, for those of you who did not know that. Say what now? Rashawn? Rashawn's first husband. They were married from 82 to 87. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Who knew? Uh also those of you who are, I guess are above they are in the baby boomer um age group, uh, and watched the show Gilligan's Island, Dawn Wells, who played Marianne, she did pass away uh with complications of COVID. Um mm. uh, so, actor Louis Gossett Jr., who you know is like he really is funny, like Samuel L. Jackson, but he was actually in a Georgia hospital. Um, getting treated for COVID-19 and he said he checked himself out of the hospital for fear of his life because it was becoming a treatment show and uh, I guess he said he could do better somewhere else and you know he also uh, survived prostate cancer 10 years ago at the age of 84 he could be quite vulnerable so we wish him a speedy recovery
1: hey you know what real our- quick real quick on on, uh, on him has any he have y'all seen stopped. on Showtime the, the Cuban have y'all checked that have- out Check I have out, not yet. Check out the Cuban. If, if you have Hulu, you might be able to find it, but it is an excellent movie. It is an excellent movie. And, um, he does Louis Lewis Gossett Jr. Just does a a great job in that movie. If you have a chance, check it out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't want to mention that. Uh, one of
2: our previous guests, uh, legendary hip-hop artist curtis blow i shared with you that he had a heart transplant Uh, Hmm. about two weeks ago i heard from him he said he's feeling better and he's actually going home on tuesday and just wants to thank all his fans really worldwide for their thoughts and prayers it'll be about a year before he can get back to work but we're just glad that he's still with us uh another rapper i'm not really familiar with but i heard he was very popular he was a uh like a rock British rapper's name was MF Doom. He passed away.
1: Yeah. Heard some people talking about him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. A lot of people talked about that. And um, comedian Mike Epps lost his mom. And musician Nile Rogers lost his mother as well. Um, and if you don't know who he is, you know his music. He wrote We Are Family for Sister Sledge. He wrote I'm Coming Out for Diana Ross. And everybody knows um, you know, Good Times. Uh, La Freak, aka Freak Out. He's you know, we've really been dancing to his music for a very long time.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're still dancing to it with Doth Punk. Uh, Punk, yeah, the
2: one that won the Grammy Forget Lucky, and yep. his music is always in some commercial somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still doing collaborations, he's still out there. Yep. Uh,
2: absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, prayers up to them, and then also, um again if you well maybe a baby boomer but most of us who came up and i know you all know the group houdini Ugh. um out of new york
1: hmm.
2: freaks come out at night one love five minutes of fun concert house and rock all that stuff well john fletcher aka ecstasy of the group he suddenly passed away right before christmas and you know because of the covid pandemic acts like houdini he would normally be working Uh, They weren't able to work. Uh, Ecstasy did not have insurance. Now, his family has actually uh, launched a GoFundMe page Uh, to cover his funeral expenses. They're trying to get $20,000. Ecstasy had six kids and five grandkids. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, some of these uh, people that I know that he was close to, they, you know, kind of stepped in to fill the gap. And I just said, look, if every person that had a favorite Houdini song gave $1, it would be a no-brainer.
1: Yeah. We got to get that link. We need to get that link and put it on the the page. And and,
2: and here's the thing. Uh, Back in like uh, summer of 2020, Swiss Beats and LL Cool J uh, were talking about launching the Hip Hop Founders Fund for artists such, you know, as uh, Ecstasy, who, you know, would need money for medical insurance, medical coverage, medical bills, you know, just everyday uh, expenses. And even Ice Cube, and he should have taken the money that he got from Trump and put it in the pot. Um, you know, to, to help so that these types of things don't become the family having to go and do a GoFundMe. Yeah,
1: that's, that's show very, that's, very important. So that is definitely can, needed with the hip-hop community,
2: man. Yeah, everybody put up a dollar, you know, it would be a no-brainer. And then those uh, of us who are in the Southeast, we're very familiar with the legendary Southern DJ, DJ Muster, asking for prayers. He's in the hospital. He's got COVID. So, Damn. you know, Damn. for all of you who think this isn't real, it's real. <laughs> Even Larry King got COVID uh, Next up I want to talk about some things A lot of uh, And we witnessed this with um, Carl Banks Who was on the show recently A lot of uh, former athletes do a lot of things Behind the scenes To, the, to benefit the community and just lift up people And I want to say five on it To Master P and former NBA player Baron Davis They're trying to buy Reebok from Adidas For $2.4 billion Good lot of money but you know they can probably get it though and uh, you know imagine Reebok being black owned and you know I, I hope that they do some great branding with a lot of athletes because I understand prior to his um, sudden death that Kobe Bryant was actually trying to leave and sever his ties with Nike and launch his own Mamba sneaker brand
1: wow hey does, does Reebok, Reebok still have that kind of clout Vi you, you're fashion you kind of got the fashion bug D- does, does Reebok still have some clout you know
4: dude yeah they're coming back especially with the jargon suits
1: okay okay
2: right okay. now they're owned by Adidas okay um, and also we gotta say to former uh, NBA player Junior Bridgman I believe since he's done well mm. much like Carl Banks since he left you know the pro sports area he owns a lot of uh, fast food restaurants and other entities but he is the one who rescued the legendary Ebony magazine from the abyss of the extinction wow Wow. And there was a company in Houston that bought the magazine and they ended up, they just messed up the church's money. They were getting sued. They weren't paying their
1: employees. <laughs>
2: uh, they so they messed up the, the church's
1: money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, class, like, the classic example, right? <laughs> So, yeah, and the thinking is, it it, it wasn't, hey, Tanya
1: B, it wasn't messed up.
2: (laughs) Well, I was going to, it's Sunday.
1: Okay, my bad. All right, go ahead.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Junior Bridgman, it looks like he has a team of forward-thinking people around him because a lot of people don't read hard copy magazines like they used to, but then again, we didn't have the internet. But I do believe that Ebony is going to move into a strong digital presence. So that should be interesting. Okay, okay. Cool. Uh, I'm almost at the end. I got two more things. One is, um, you know, Taraji P. Henson has a Facebook show. It's called Peace of Mind with Taraji. And she interviews celebrities, she talks with experts, and she also talks with everyday people to help eliminate the stigma, especially now surrounding mental health issues. And she really, I gotta give it to her, she was very transparent and she recently revealed that since the pandemic has started that she actually contemplated suicide. What? You know, while she was in quarantine,
1: yeah. Oh no.
2: So you think everybody, oh, she's rich, she's famous, she got it going on. She's this, she's that. You know what? All of that means nothing when your mental health is not stable. Look at Tamar Braxton. Yeah. But she don't have any money. But,
1: but you know, people got to so, work. I mean, you know, in and in a lot of, you talk about a lot of these musicians. Um, they didn't write these songs. You and I talked about this quite a bit. I mean, they're not being paid. Um, the only way they can get paid is to perform because they don't own the songs. You know? Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: And they can't perform. Nope. And they can't perform. Yeah. That's how they make their money. Exactly.
2: By performances and maybe selling merchandise and things along that line. Hence the situation that we have here with uh, ecstasy from Houdini. But uh, I think one person Taraji needs to have on her show. Who? One of your least favorite people in the world. But she needs to get Tory Lanez and get him some professional help because he actually... Uh, recently purchased a billboard in Times Square in New York City, which I'm sure is dirt dang cheap because there's nobody in Times Square right now. Hmm. But on this billboard, he proclaimed himself to be the greatest artist in the world. And to that, oh, I damn. say, Luther Vandals. should smack you <laughs> from one side. James Brown's going to smack you from the uh. other side. Aretha Franklin's going to hit you with her purse.
1: Is and that Betty supposed Reich to be to the, uh, the power of positive Parked thinking? Yeah, <laughs> that's, some, that's, that's some Betty Trump Reich shit. Come back
2: with her room with clean up <laughs> woman and just, like, boys, sit down. Oh you know,
1: my God. Was... Never heard of So what are you done? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I, if I don't know you, <laughs> you're in trouble.
2: It doesn't matter. He
1: Maybe. In your,
2: in your <laughs> unstable mind thinks he is the greatest artist in the world. Then that should tell you something.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, I got a bridge in Brooklyn, but I do want to close out by saying uh, congratulations to the late great Betty Wright. Her song "Cleanup Woman," along with Salt and Peppers "Push It," will enter the Grammy Hall of Fame this month. Uh, also joining them, Grandmaster Clash in the spot. Yay. Awesome.
1: Good stuff. <sighs> That's good stuff. Glad you ended on a positive note. Yeah, hey, I got Absolutely. some. I got some stuff for um for the TV side. You know, cause I you know all I did over the holidays, I mean, just watch a bunch of, bunch of TV and a bunch of movies. Um, I don't know if y'all. I'm just gonna ask. Okay, don't don't yell it. Don't don't look like I'm crazy. Are y'all watching Bridgerton on Netflix? Chunderland? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Look at Vin. <laughs> All right, I'm it. okay, Vin. Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not really into the whole Harlequin kind of period piece. Hey, I mean, dude, Dalton Abbey. I thought the
4: same, thought the same thing. Till when I had to watch it, I just didn't stop. I said, "Oh my god!"
1: Yeah, I Wait, heard it. It's I would have
4: never, never picked that show.
2: <laughs> don't watch it with your mother. Don't watch it with your mother. No, no. <laughs>
0: and your kid no kids watch it <laughs> no
1: kids <laughs> so you know what I, I saw because I, I follow you remember Dicey right Spicy Dicey Dicey Grinner who was on the show with, for the Halloween episode so yeah, so yeah, she was she, she had a post on Twitter and she said she's been watching it and her and her husband go, gonna do some role play <laughs> I'm like what I'm like, so I said what is this Bridgerton everybody Netflix hey, but this is Shonda's this is Shondaland so this is from Shonda Shonda Rhimes. This is her first thing on Netflix. So that's hey, out. A lot of people talking she, about it. Hey, but...
0: she, hey, you won't be disappointed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check it out. i may check it out. Also, um, you know... You won't um, be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all I get. that's all I'm going to say. Let, let me tell you something else I didn't expect. And, and I was not... I was blown away by it. And it, it probably was one of my favorite watches over the holiday. But Sylvie's Love, uh, with Tessa Love. Thompson and former NFL player uh Namadi uh, I'm sorry, Namdi Asamwa. Uh just
2: call him Kerry Washington's husband
1: that's the one. Namdi Asamoah. And 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 I, 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 I he played what the NFL for like eleven years. Um yes. but he and 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 Tessa Thompson Tessa Thompson. Woo the, the chemistry in this movie was just amazing, y'all. I mean, um, the way it's shot. It, I mean, I, I just say for the new generation, this is like the new generation's Love Jones. I mean, it's just that good. Tessa, uh, I, I think people are talking about her possibly being best actress uh, for best actress consideration, either on the Golden Globe side or the Oscar side. Um, it's just really I mean, it's her best work, in my opinion. I've seen her in the you know the Thor movies. Uh, of course, I yeah, saw her. She was in uh, Creed with uh, 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 was it Michael B. Jordan? Uh,
2: reason, let me say yeah, this: I mean, There's I mean, going to be a Creed three, and she's going to be returning in um, in Creed three, and Michael B. Jordan will be producing and, uh, and starring and in it. it and directing yes.
1: it. Mm-hmm. If, if y'all yeah. have not yeah. seen yeah. Sylvie's Love, you need to check it out. It really oh, yeah. it is it is it's so well best. done. It is so well done. From On the other hand, to end, yeah, is pitch. It is. It is. Consistently. And yeah. You I agree. don't
2: want to move. You do not want to, you know, I didn't even stop to, you know, stop the, the remote to, to get up and do anything. And 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 for me, I guess, you know, because it to me it was kind of a chick flick as well, but I, I get what y'all are saying. But as a resident chick in the building, mm-hmm. I said one thing I said, it made me believe in love again. I'm like, okay, you know what? It could happen. Yeah. This movie actually, to me, renewed my faith in, you know, a real, you know, I'm down for you like four flat tires love story. Yeah, yeah. and you don't see a lot of that these days. Not people know, that look like us.
1: Yeah, you know, the other thing, you know, I was talking about it with the fam, and you know, we get this is what made when when Love Jones came out back in the '90s, uh, or, or late '90s, mid mid '90s. Was well, more late '90s. Um, one of the things that propelled Love Jones was it didn't use a lot of the typical black movie tropes where somebody got shot, you had a drug dealer get involved, you know, put some, it it really deals with the human condition that we deal with. And because it's the fifties and sixties, they didn't try to avoid the whole issue of racism, but it didn't, it wasn't overbearing. You know, it, it didn't, you know, we got enough of that going on. It didn't add anxiety you know, to the characters they knew where they lived, they knew who they were, yeah, and you know it's just so well done. I could go on and on about it, but you know, it is definitely you know at the top of my list is one of my favorites um, you know for for 2020 yeah it, it's a great movie and, and and kudos to Amazon, I mean, Amazon Studios, and I got a couple more movies' I'm going to talk about 2021 real quick, but I do want to say, um if y'all watch Wonder Woman '84, what were your thoughts? Did anybody watch Wonder Woman? 84 on. Gotcha. Um, that, that
4: would I be no. I've watch
1: it. Say what, Von?
4: I haven't watched it. Plan to watch
1: it either the night or tomorrow night. Okay. You haven't watched it yet. Tanya B., have you watched it?
2: That would be no. And to be honest with you, I've heard about it, but I'm just not there yet. If there's, I would sit and, and watch binge watch Myrtle, She Wrote or Columbo really before I go, <laughs> Oh, I got to watch Wonder Woman. I yeah. heard there's a lot going on. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I would watch the original one with Linda Carter,
1: okay? Well, she's I, in it, kind of. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I will say uh, it was so-so. It was okay. Yeah, Watched man. it on Christmas Except Day. My son said,
4: depending who you are. Yeah. He say, my son said he didn't think it was good as the first one. Yeah. He, but in New York, he said, but some folks say it is good as the first one. So.
1: Yeah. I, better I'm someone. not one of them. I'm not one. I, I'm not a big yeah. fan of Gail Godot. I, I, I think she's kind of deadpan. She's boring. Um, you know, um, I, yeah, I think she's overrated. So I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of her. And, 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 even I've seen some of her films before, you know, she started doing the, the whole DC thing. Um, but, um, you know, we'll see how it goes on the next one. But that's it's two hour, two and a half hours, man. What? Is that wrong? <laughs> yes. And you feel that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you better get some no, get some sleep. Tonight. Watch it when you fully alert. <laughs> That's all not I got tonight. to say. You better I'm be fully alert. That. That's
4: a Friday night movie then. Yeah. Or oh, Saturday.
1: <laughs> be fully alert. Bye. Coffee, tea, five hour energy. Be ready. Okay. All
4: right. Red Bull. When it's two Bull. It's July, you got to be great. Like that last Avenger movie.
1: You two and be- a half. But I'll leave it at that. Hey, hey, just a couple more things for 2021, y'all. And I want to thank The Root Magazine for printing this. I'm not going to go through all of them, just a couple of mentions. Um, March 5th, you got Coming to America, or Coming with the two America um, on Amazon Prime. That's coming out March 5th. Uh, Malcolm and Marie with John David Washington and Zendaya, that's coming out on February 5th. It's a love story uh, on Netflix, uh, February 5th. Uh, Space Jam with LeBron's coming out on HBO Max, July 16th. Uh, the Judas and Black Messiah movie's coming out Feb 12th, and that's on HBO Max. They were going to do it later in the year, but it's been moved uh, to February now, so it's going to be in Black History Month. I- I'm still still not a big fan of uh, the actor plan who's playing Fred Hampton. We'll see how he does. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Um, Lee Daniels... Um, his movie, The United States versus Billie Holiday. And Audra Day is going to be playing Billie Holiday. That's coming out on Hulu February 26th. Uh, Barry Jenkins has um, a new project that's coming out, The Underground Railroad. Again, that's going to be on Amazon Prime Limited Series. Um, and and they haven't really announced the date. You're going to like this, Tanya B. Hip Hop Uncovered. Uh, the docuseries is coming out on FX on February 12th. Uh, and it deals with the uh, criminalization of hip hop and its mainstream fascination. Um, that's supposed to be really good. And uh y'all y'all ever watched the Batwoman series on CW? Have you watched it? Yeah, that's coming back. So season two She's is coming out. Black. Yep. Yep. Black, first black uh woman to portray uh the characters Kate Kane, who's Batwoman. Uh that's gonna be coming out January 17th on the CW. Uh Regina King's One Night in Miami is coming out uh, this month, January 15th on Amazon. Amazon's just kicking ass. They got some great stuff coming out. Um, and, and I don't know if we talked about this, Tanya B, but this is gonna be the last thing I talk about. I, I just wanna get you thoughts. And I also wanna get the audience thoughts on this. Um, you, you and I, I think we all talked about it maybe toward the end of the last uh, show we did, but we are talking about the Whitney Houston biopic. They, uh, the actual release date's not gonna be until Thanksgiving
5: 2022. I know. I
1: know. It ain't coming out this year. But the uh, the actress, uh, a lot of folks are upset that um, this Naomi Ackie, uh, who's a British actress, has been chosen to play Whitney Houston. A lot of folks want, <laughs> they wanted an American actress to play Whitney. Wow. Um, Clive Davis has given his full support. Um,
2: just like he did with the Aretha Franklin movie that never got finished. Yeah. Long, she, long, long she black, long she, I mean, she acting seen them good.
1: OK, if right, I said that, but what about you, Tonya B? Vice says as long as she can act and sing, we all good. And
4: be black. And be black.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Now, for me, you know, me, you know <laughs> maybe my perspective's different, but there's nothing about Whitney Houston that I feel I need to know. I know things that people will never see or hear about that I will take to my grave. But I'm like, enough. It's just like, you know, all these Whitney things. And here comes like, you know, one, two, three Aretha Franklin movies. And it was uh, enough, enough with it. I'm just, done. I'm done enough. There are already five movies that are out already. Yeah. Enough.
1: Yeah. And I, 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 you know, we're talking about another year. So maybe by 2022, they would have built up the hype enough so that, you know, we, we're not tired of everything we've already seen. But I, I, I do agree. I think one of the things we said is let Whitney, let Whitney die. I mean, don't, don't let her legacy die. Uh, you know her music and and everything that we remember, but uh, I, I think I just you know, it's so tragic. It's a tragic story. It ain't it ain't you know the the feel good story of the year, um, and it just seems like we just get we we keep getting it thrown at us. So you know we'll see how it, it comes out. Yeah, again, yeah. maybe by Thanksgiving twenty twenty two we'll be ready for it. You know, but so-
4: I'm with T. I, I don't see. I'm done with it. I mean, what? I mean.
2: You know, what I am looking forward to, and this may be on your list, TB, so just let me know, no, no, is that's it. You know, HBO's starting to step up. They've got documentaries planned over the next year, you know, on, uh, what's his name? Little Richard.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, yeah. Up. yeah. yeah. Um,
2: and Tina Turner. And actually, I mean, there's been, you know, three books and what three two or three movies and documentaries? I'm like, okay, unless this next documentary is gonna be based more on her most recent book.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Enough. Yeah. You know, we ain't trying to help Ike. So
1: go ahead. <laughs> Y'all call us, give us your feedback. Uh we'd love to hear from you on this. 413 four one three five five six nine five four six. Are are you happy to hear of another Whitney Houston movie coming out? Uh, four one three five five six nine five four six. I'm cool with whoever portrays because because it doesn't happen only with black uh, artists or or you know uh, or, or black iconic figures. I mean, even on the white side, you had Daniel Day Lewis played Lincoln. <laughs> you know, so he you know he's he's uh you know he's from across the pond. Uh, Christian Bale, you know, but but you know these guys. I mean, they're great actors, and ultimately it comes down to talent. But one thing I, I hope that they aren't doing in Hollywood. I hope they aren't bypassing a lot of our iconic artists. Um, I just hope they're not bypassing the icon- iconic a- artists or the iconic actors because of money, because they can get these folks cheap. I just hope they aren't doing who, that. You know what I'm saying? Think,
4: huh? Who would you think would be a good witness act?
1: I, I don't know. But, um, you know, this, this actress has done stuff um, across the pond. This will be her first big American opportunity, but I just hope that they aren't bypassing a lot of the talent that already exists in America uh, because of money, because, because of money. even, even what's her name? What's her name? Who played Aretha Cynthia Arrivo?
2: Cynthia Arrivo. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, she's, she did a great job with her with the Harriet Tubman story. Um, but the whole thing is, I mean, her net worth is probably what two, 3 million at that maybe. Um, so, in a lot of cases, you can get these actors who've really done a lot. but when they come to America, they have to really kind of go back as if they're like entry level in terms of what they're getting paid on scale gotcha. side gotcha. so uh, I, I just hope they're not bypassing you know established people for money you know i yeah, just, I, wasn't,
4: wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that,
1: yeah, I just hope that's not the case. I just hope folks ain't getting undercut. That's all I gotta say hey y'all let's let's take a go i just let's take a quick break. Um, and again, you call us about everything we've talked about in the T4, one, three, five, 46. Come, we're going to take a quick break and we can want to, want to come back and talk about the booger, <laughs> booger McFarland, booger Mac is what I call him. And, um, and talk about this controversy. A couple of folks called us. So here we go. We'll be right back. Yeah. Do
0: information on about people of color. You want the urban internet news network. The UIN Network includes UIN, Urban Internet News, our podcast, UINWA, Urban Internet News with Attitude, and UITVN, Urban Internet TV News. It also includes the B.J. Murphy Show. Whether it's business news, sports, entertainment, it's all on the UIN Network. Visit our website at uinews.net and see what UIN is all about. That's uinews.net.
1: Hey y'all, we we got some good feedback um, that I'm going to play in just a minute regarding uh, Booger McFarland made comments about um, what's the quarterback's name? You know his name, uh, Haskins, Dwayne Haskins. By is that his name? Uh, yeah, Plays for you That's know his the Washington football team, sure. um, and and basically Booger ha- came out and said, you know, these guys are more concerned about the brand and themselves individually. Uh, than they are when it comes down to the team because um, you know basically he's been cut you know by Washington uh, for wearing he went to a party basically and and he was and and, and and Tanya B you know you'll love this you know she he was out basically uh, having a great time doing his thing without a mask. Um, so of- like,
2: uh, what's that that play that NBA player with the with 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 the big bushy beard?
1: Um, oh she- oh Harden. Harden.
2: Oh, you did the same thing. Yeah, same they thing. find him.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but they cut I mean there were a couple of things, so they cut him. Um so uh let's go ahead. I'm gonna play um I wanna play Junior's feedback right now. So here we go.
3: I'm gonna start by saying, first of all, I am a diehard Washington football team fan ever since the early eighties. Um is Booger McFarlane right? No. Just the same way he can state cases as far as black players not taking it serious, not not giving it their all, not, not being the player or developing like they should. You also have quarterbacks, black quarterbacks or black players that, that do. You have the Russell Wilsons, you have the Patrick Mahomes, you have the Lamar Jacksons that's out there doing their thing. And, and for Dwayne Haskins, when, you are, when you're a quarterback, when you are a team leader, you are a captain. You have to take responsibility. I even told my son, you don't see Drew Brees partying after a loss. You don't see Tom Brady's. You don't see Dan Rodgers doing what Dwayne Haskins did. You don't even see Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes doing what Dwayne Haskins did. Dwayne Haskins was in the locker room boasting about his personal stat after a loss to Baltimore this season. Who does that? You took an L. This is a team sport. Once you lose the locker room, you you, you lose, you lose the respect from your from your teammates. And I know I'm jumping off subject, but you can't say, Bo- "Booger Man, can't say all black players do this. Yes, it's a different age. You have TikTok, you have Instagram, and not only football players but musicians, um, actors, everybody takes to these social media outlets to, so, to sort of advertise themselves. Is it wrong? No, I don't think so. Is it right? It all depends how you look at it, but to me, he can't say all black players act the way Dwayne Haskins do. They can't. He can't say that they don't take it serious. They don't. They don't put put forth the effort. And I, I just don't agree with him. Like I said, you have Russell Wilson, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have all the other black players that do what they're supposed to do on and off the field. Thank you.
5: Yeah, this is my opinion. This on is the Booger McFarlane comment around. Dwayne Haskin and his failure as a football player. Uh, it is totally unfair for Booger, who I think is a great commentator and, and really appreciated him on Monday Night Football, the way he breaks down, break broke down the plays and gave a common viewer uh look into what was happening. But this comment is way out of line in fact. Uh, you cannot tag one African American or and paint the whole group of football players by what the actions of one uh, african-american football player we don't do that for anybody else but all of a sudden booger the old man that uh, get up my lawn guy saying hey because of uh Dwayne's failure this is an uh, indication of all the failures in the nfl uh, about 80 percent of the nfl is african-americans and they are all very successful and the pool keeps turning over it's more and more kids coming in that are african American, and they're successful this is one guy Dwayne Haskins, who failed to put forth an effort and preferred to joke around and hang out instead of honing his craft. And now he's out of the league, or at least temporarily. So uh, as much as I appreciate Butler, uh, he's totally out of line on this comment. Thanks for listening. All
1: right. If you agree or disagree, you can give us a call. 413-556-9546. I want to thank Junior uh, and also thank Har- Howard. Uh, for giving us call and uh, leaving their feedback on on Haskins, but but how do you feel, real quick? On he's on,
4: wrong, he's totally wrong. Yeah, he's gonna say all black quarterbacks. <laughs> all so black when, uh, players, Yeah. Okay, black player. I mean, so what? He was a black NFL player. Did he put himself in that category?
1: Yeah, yeah. I just don't think. He I can mean, throw the black about that. Yeah, you think about it. When
4: Johnny Manziel that. messed up, yeah. Did they say all white players do that?
1: Yeah. No, Man, Manziel was horrible. Yeah.
4: Okay, he, but did they say all white players do that when nah, he did that? No,
1: nah, I agree. No. I, I think you got to be careful plus, throwing the blanket.
4: And plus, yeah. Dwayne Haskins. I'm not trying to defend it. What he did was wrong. Yeah, he's a young kid. He went to a team that didn't want him. The only person wanted him was the owner. Yeah, the coach didn't want him, and Jim Manor wanted him. Yeah. So, what kind of guidance did he get when he went there? He's probably like 21 or 20 years old when he got there.
1: You know, the interesting thing is funny. You mentioned that about with Daniel Snyder, mm-hmm. uh, who he's owns home, he's them. The he wanted
4: him, but no the coaches and the on, the coaches and the GM did not want him there.
1: But you know why Snyder wanted him? What? The, he played for his son's private school <laughs> in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, was there. You go. The
4: deck was stacked against him already.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, um, let's do this. Um, you know, uh, it's almost that time. Um, But we got to do this because we're closing in on the end of the show. So, uh, you know what time it is. You know what time.
0: You know, I didn't come here to preach to you today. Here's your inspirational moment with Vi.
4: The tough times we face right now are also opportunities for spiritual growth. Don't fall into Satan's trap and turn away from God when hard times come. Instead, use those tough times as opportunities for testifying for God. Revelation. Chapter 13, verse 10. Anyone who is destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone destined to die by the sword will die by the sword. This means that God holding people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. Amen.
1: Amen, Ryan. I'm going to let that music play a little bit. What'd you say, Tanya B? Hallelujah. <laughs> we needed that, man. Start the year off right. Y'all keep the y'all keep the faith. There you go. Hey, you know why, why we're doing this? I, I gotta say prayers to the family of Kennedy uh, Maxie, young seven year old. Um, just random bullet, man. December twenty first. Uh, let, so- let me turn this down, man, because um, Atlanta's Phipps Plaza is is and in, in that area, that Buckhead area, man. The kind of crime that, that's going on there. You and I. I mean, we've talked about this, Tanya B. I think we, we, we've mentioned it just about every damn last six weeks, just about every week, the amount of crime that goes on over there. But uh, I did not know uh, that the crime in Atlanta is up like this highest point in 30 years. And uh, Mayor Keisha's under fire right now.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. She's got to do something. And, you know, you look at, you know, there's a lot going on there, like you said, and, You know, she got on TV and said, no, help me, help, help me. Tell me what I can do. And, you know, it it, the guy that shot Little Kennedy shouldn't have been here. He was on the run from a crime in Virginia where he ran down here to escape that comes down here. Same thing. And I'm like, I don't have a lot of hand mercy for him right now.
1: Yeah. 24 years old. uh, Daquan Reed. His
2: life is over. And yeah. he's and, killed. He's murdered a seven-year-old yeah. who was going shopping with her aunt.
1: <laughs> Random. And then role. we
4: have a well, 16-year-old male shoot another 16-year-old girl in the face at a hotel, a motel. recently. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Well, here's my question. How do they get a phone? I shouldn't say how do they get a room there? You know, people have their way, you know, but again, and then before that, there was that other young girl that shot her married boyfriend in a hotel room. So yeah. You know, it's like these people, I don't know, I don't, to me, it's not desperate times call for desperate measures, but this is just less than smart.
1: Yeah, so true. But it's going to be interesting and I don't want to get into it, but there's something we probably, because we're in the Atlanta area, um, will we'll be addressing because the, uh, you know, Mayor is going to be up for election real soon. And, um, you know, even when when you look at what's going on in Atlanta, when you look at the situation, um, with with lightfoot and lightfoot in Chicago and some of the things that are coming out about the woman who was arrested naked or in her home naked uh there were things that she knew that she said she didn't know, but it's coming out that she knew in advance yeah and um you know I just hope these you know these mayors man our mayors are um you know, just like uh, what's his name was saying, Carl was saying, you know, what is it? You know, everybody's a snitch. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, we in a high tech world. <laughs> That's right. know,
2: everybody,
4: everybody has
1: a price. Hey,
2: it's
1: a
4: shame.
1: Hey,
2: you got, yeah, got these black female mayors who we, you know, who we were, you know, really just really lifting up a few months ago. And it's like now their foundation is crumbling. So you've got to find the weak link somewhere. Yeah. But this cannot continue. Uh, if it does, I doubt that you know they'd even be reelected. And a lot of the people that actually voted for Mayor Keisha, you know, that were in the downtown Atlanta area, have now decided to flee back to the suburbs because they really have been shaken, you know, with city living. It's not, you know, yes, you have your right to quiet enjoyment, but it's a little different in the city. So,
1: yes, it is. Yes, it know. is. You live, you live there, so you see it. I mean, you live, you're in the heart I, of. It. I hear
2: it. Every day. day. Uh, there's not a day that goes by when I don't hear sirens. And for lack of a better term, I live in a
1: good neighborhood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, y'all, don't forget, um, you can follow us on all the social platforms. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. And, and you know, the fastest way to find us is just go to the podcast page. There's a link with everything, even our new YouTube channel. Uh, just a couple of resolutions for me and I'm going to wrap the show. Um, you know, one thing I, I really want to do is avoid empowering Trump like behavior by normalizing it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're going to call it out, but I'm not going to normalize the Trump like behavior uh, from, from him or, or all his little, you know, uh, kooky disciples. Um, if it's not normal, we don't need to embrace it. Um, we, you know, we really need to, you know, be, be straight up about the fact that these conspiracy folks need to go back into the shadows where they came from. We need to really stop normalizing all these crazy conspiracies. The other thing is, you know, uh, I hope that on the show we can offer more, you know, solutions and shed light on more things, you know, as we go forward uh, between the three of us. And if if there's anything uh, that you guys would like to contribute, feel free to do so. uh, You know, feedback line, however, on social media, email us. It's all there. Um, You know, let's be blunt you know um you know we got to you know tell people how we really feel especially a lot of these congress people who ain't doing their job you know um so we need to start saying you about to lose your job because a lot of these folks <laughs> don't don't need to be doing it y'all they just you know it's 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 time up you know i mean we we really need to let them know we need to continue to go to the polls uh kudos to my folks in Georgia for showing that um, you know, let's prepare more, uh, you know, and, and just show that we care and that we're considerate, you know, because I think that that's going to matter a lot going forward. 2020 taught us a lot. Uh, and, and last but not least, you know, definitely I want to be thankful for, you know, all our folks, including, you know, uh, the folks who, who definitely take an hour out of their life to check out this podcast every week. And of course my co-hosts want to say thank you to Vi and thank you to Tanya B for definitely always being there. And contributing to the show, y'all. Uh Vi, thank you so much again. Tanya B, thank you so much. Y'all got any any last uh 2021 uh thoughts before we get up out of here?
2: Um, I, I just I always say I resolve to be a kinder and gentler uh human being. And the other the flip side of that is my BS meter is is really, really low. Um when it comes to news, like you said, these politicians ignore them, do not reward bad behavior. You know, nothing positive will ever come from it.
1: Yeah, so true. What about you, we Are we going to wrap it?
2: I would
4: say uh, 2020 is over. Forget about it. Don't think about it anymore. New year here. And uh, think positive. Yeah. It's a new year. Great things can happen.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hey, y'all, with that being said, episode 64 is in the can, and we are out of here. Happy 2021, y'all. Let's make it a good one. Peace. Peace. Yes.
0: you've been listening to the g podcast with your host tommy b the g podcast is a production of the castropolis
1: podcast network thanks for listening